Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, Salty Winches. This is your host, Ryan Chuck Miller, the Radical Moderate, and you're listening to The Salt, presented by Iliad Media, where we take an objective look at news and politics today and shit on everything. Remember, not just to take your news with a grain of salt, but to take it with the salt. Today, we're going to be talking about some more Iran nonsense going on the new war powers resolution, and some coronavirus cocksuckery, but only a little bit, to be completely honest. Happy Tuesday, Salty Winches, and welcome to episode 40 of The Salt. I love all my listeners out there. I love y'all so much. Thank y'all so much for listening. Y'all really are the best. Special thanks here to the team at The Salt, even though fucking no one did anything this week, except for Madison, but they are. Madison the Intern, a.k.a. Madison the Sexy Intern, Research Richard Solano, a.k.a. Dirty Dick, and Casey Skaggs, a.k.a. Old Scallywag. Also, thanks to Cruise Control for providing us with the nice-ass beats that y'all are hearing right now at the top of the show. And Hannah Holtz, a.k.a. The Holtzinator, for working on written articles for the Iliad Media website. Before we get started, go and check out our Instagram. Seriously, it's awesome. Hit pause and do that, and then come back and listen up. The handle is going to be at the salt underscore podcast. Stick around to the end of the show to find out how to get a free sticker as well. Definitely make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe. We love that shit. Aight! It's update time. We got some new old news from North Korea about the coronavirus. Uh, you know, because that chubby fuck Kim Jong-un is never short on the bullshit. There have been reports of people who have coronavirus just being like executed, which is horrific. And I guess that's a way a dictator contains the spread of a new pathogen like that. But keep in mind, sometimes the information we get from North Korea can be kind of wonky since they're so closed off to the outside world. The main way that we get reports from there is from people who smuggle in cell phones from either China or South Korea and then connect them to either Chinese towers by their northern borders or South Korean towers to their southern borders. But yeah, chubby fuck Kim has been making things, you know, pretty interesting by taking some awesome photos. He's been making some awesome photo impressions lately, showing up in pictures without wearing a mask, but being surrounded by people who are. It's I guess supposed to add to like his godlike personality because come on guys, he is a God after all. We all know that. And gods, they are invincible. His people aren't doing so well though, unfortunately, and neither is his military. It's thought that around 180 North Korean soldiers by the end of February had died and another 3,700 were in quarantine. That's old information though. And these numbers have likely grown dramatically since they were first estimated and reported. That number is just a drop in the bucket for North Korea's million-man army, though, and they lose way more soldiers than that due to accidents on the job and stuff like starvation. But they are way more prone than everyone else to getting infected and dying because they're already malnourished and live in pretty unsanitary conditions as it is. And then when you introduce a foreign pathogen into the environment, it can really wreak havoc in a population like that. It's super fucking sad and... I don't know about y'all, but I really wish that this shit was only killing the bad guys instead of killing pretty much only the good guys. But that's it for our updates today, or at least for that one, mainly because the big topics haven't changed in a while. Those are going to be Iran and the coronavirus. But first, 
a word from today's sponsor. Today's episode of The Salt is brought to you by General Soleimani's ectoplasm-propelled rocket company. These things are badass. These special rockets are designed to be fueled exclusively by ectoplasm and your ghoulish and or ghostly hatred for the infidels. And here's the coolest part. They can be fired from beyond the grave. That's right, folks. Not only do these rockets run on your phantom energy after death, they can be fired well after you are dead and gone. That's why at General Soleimani's ectoplasm-propelled rocket company, our slogan is take the infidels to hell so get yours today and take some infidels to hell at www.infidelhell.com order soon while supplies last and get the fuck out of here that is not our sponsor that's just a thing that i made up but fucking way cooler than any ad you'll see on the actual news i we're gonna start with the iran situation go into the new war powers resolution that was passed in the house this week and talk a little bit more about the coronavirus. I'm stressing this a little bit. I'm fucking that is anyone, I, <laughs> is anyone else sick of that already? I'd fucking almost rather have it kill me than open up my news app and see it dominating the headlines. Another time. I, I guess I'll explain why later when I get on my usual high horse rant, but anyway, salty winches, let's get balls deep on Wednesday, March 11th. 18 rockets were fired at Camp Taji, located north of Baghdad. There were at least 12 soldiers injured and three killed. The guys who didn't make it were U.S. Army Specialist Juan Miguel Mendez Covaribias, U.S. Air Force Staff Sergeant Marshall D. Roberts, and a soldier from the U.K. Army Medical Corps. I couldn't track down this guy's name, but my condolences to the families and the friends of all these guys. We still don't know too much about the situation or who did it, but we think that the attack was from an Iran-backed militia called Kataib Hezbollah. More on those ass snacks in a minute. The next day, on Thursday the 12th, the U.S. responded and conducted airstrikes on five different Kataib Hezbollah weapons storage facilities in Iraq. Not quite sure about the damages there, but you know we can pretty well assume that it wasn't so great for them. On Saturday the 14th, Camp Taji came under attack for a second time, wounding three U.S. service members and several Iraqi Security Forces members. Iraqi's, uh, or Iraq's Joint Operations Command has announced that the weapons used in the attack were 33 Katayushka rockets. Again, we're like nearly certain that it was Katayib Hezbollah who did it. So let's find out just really quick who they are and what they're all about. Kataib Hezbollah is an organization dedicated to spreading love and cheer around Iraq in the nicest way possible. They're backed and funded by Iran, whose government is very friendly towards Westerners and just wants to give us all chocolate chip cookies and hugs. Unfortunately, after an incident at the very beginning of this year, when a cookie baker used little pieces of poop for chocolate chips intended for American soldiers in Iraq, Trump got infuriated and had their leader blown up in a drone strike. Since then, they've become a full-blown terrorist organization and keep bombing our bases. Or, <laughs> wait a second, maybe I got that wrong. Or maybe, just maybe, they've been bad from the fucking start and people voting for this new war powers resolution would rather, you know, just have you believe that, you know, that believe that they were good guys turned bad by our evil president. More on that in a few. But seriously, according to Stanford, Kataib Hezbollah, also known as Hezbollah Brigades, is a Shiite Iraqi insurgent group that was founded in, two, in 2007. The group is led by Abu Mahdi al-Muhandis and receives 
uh, large amounts of training, logistical support, and weapons from the, the Iranian Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. From 2008 to 2011, Qatayib Hezbollah directed the majority of its attacks against U.S. coalition forces in Iraq and was des- designated as a foreign terrorist organization by the U.S. on July 2, 2009. Following the U.S. withdrawal from Iraq in 2011, Qatayib Hezbollah sent large numbers of its fighters to Syria to fight alongside Hezbollah and the Assad government. Qatayib Hezbollah has also deployed its troops in Iraq to fight the Islamic State and is a member of the Popular Mobilization Forces, an an umbrella group of Shiite militant groups fighting in Islamic states in Iraq. Fuck, that stuff is hard to say when I didn't write it out myself. So, they're not really like known for being just awesome guys and the dudes that they you know get all the assistance from the iranian islamic revolutionary guard corps is the same group that general Soleimani, aka general salami aka salami commanded before we blew him the fuck up brother it's drone media brother and we're out for Salami, his sister, and his mommy, brother. Tune in and watch the SmackDown, brother, because it is on. Woo! <laughs> oh, my God. Hulk Hogan is so much fun for me to do. But, <laughs> no. We did blow him up, though. And good riddance. He was a total fucking lint licker. But... We're going to talk about a different SmackDown right now. One between President Trump, Congress, and the Senate. On March 11th, it was a busy day. All in one day was what would have been General Salami's birthday, the attack on Camp Taji that killed three U.S. coalition soldiers, and a vote in the House that would basically expand the War Powers Act of 1973 in order to keep Trump from engaging in more active measures against Iran. It bars him from being able to launch any kind of military strike against Iran without explicit permission from Congress. Last month, it was proposed to the Senate by its chief author, Virginia Senator Tim Kaine, and passed by all Democrats in the Senate plus eight Republicans. On the 11th of March, it was passed uh, in the House with a vote of 286 to 227, including six Republicans. President Trump is probably going to veto it, and if he does, it's pretty unlikely that it'll get the two-thirds majority vote needed in the House to overturn a veto. Trump says that if he that if we enact the bill, it would show weakness and undermine security. Nancy Pelosi said that the classified bill raises more questions than answers, and I'm saying that maybe it's some crazy coincidence, but it just kind of seems weird that the vote the attack, and General Salami's birthday were all on the same day. Like, the attacking, uh, you know, the attacking on your martyr's birthday thing, I kind of get. But I also get that when you're trying to show force, you'd attack on a day that you know your biggest adversary will be getting powers stripped. I don't think Congress planned to vote on that bill for Salami's birthday. That one does just seem like a weird timing issue. But for Qatayib Hezbollah, it's like a twofer to get to attack the U.S. on both Salami's birthday and the day that Congress is voting to take powers away from Trump regarding Iran. And let's be honest, we all knew that that one was going to just pass right through. 
but who knows it really could have just been like an eventful last day it's just it's just weird timing for it all to happen at once but now that we know what the extension of the war powers resolution does or at least you know kind of uh, what does the actual war powers act of 1973 actually do it just checks the president's power to commit the u.s to an armed conflict without the permission of congress it requires that the president notify Congress within 48 hours of committing armed forces to military action and forbids armed forces from remaining for more than 60 days with a further 30-day withdrawal period without Congress's permission. Basically, it just says the president needs to ask Congress to go to war. So pretty a, a pretty good idea, if you ask me. I'm just going to assume that the new one is just more specific to when Trump ordered that you know, General Salami gets smoked by a drone. Not quite sure if I really agree with this one, but, you know, here's why. Regardless of if the attack was self-defense, Salami was just a fucking bad dude. And if you think that we need to just let bad dudes that sit around and think up new ways to kill Americans, you know, stick around, well, goodbye and please tune out. Plus, I think that these Congress people are really only mad because it's Trump that ordered the strike. He is far from being the first dude to order a drone strike without asking Congress, and I highly doubt if that was the first one that he ordered since being in. It just kind of seems like they were you know, more mad that he, he got impeached or that they impeached him and he's still doing stuff like immediately afterwards. But I'm going to revert back to my original theory about why that strike actually happened, so just hear me out for a second. Not a week before that drone strike, Iran, China, and Russia are all conducting a a giant joint military uh, training exercise together. They were strengthening their ties with one another, and that's not good for the West at all because each of those governments wants to fucking destroy us. Neither Russia, China, or Iran pose much of a threat to us militarily when they're by themselves. But together, it could be a pretty nasty coalition. The thing is that Iran is really the only one of the three that would be fucking crazy enough to actually try and take on the U.S. in a straight up military fight. And with their new allies being, you know, Russia and China backing them in the future, they might feel even more inclined and confident to do it. And hell, (laughs) I've been right this whole time and I'm not exactly happy to be right, but these fucking assholes have bombed us since that drone strike. But... What we have seen is China and Russia both distance themselves from Iran, leaving them isolated and without any sort of, you know, superpower coalition backing them up. And I don't think that that's an accident. So in a really convoluted way, what I'm trying to say is that I think Trump was trying to, you know, sever the ties between those three powers before they got too close so that we wouldn't get dragged into a bigger, more bloody war. But no... Everyone's too busy being mad about Trump calling in a drone strike right after his impeachment passed in the House to just look at what the fuck else is going on in the rest of the world at the time. Now, keep in mind, I'm no expert here at all, but I do understand that the situation could have led to something much worse in the future once those ties really solidified between Iran, China, and Russia, and then Iran later being able to drag the other two into a war with the U.S. and NATO. But enough about that shit. We're getting a news flash from our favorite news channel here on The Salt. That is NBCN News Before Clues Network. Thanks, Ryan. 
Today I'm reporting live from Washington, D.C., where President Trump earlier today took the new war powers resolution in front of a room full of journalists in a press conference, dropped his britches, wiped his buttocks with it, and threw it at one of the journalists, saying, You like that? That's worse than the coronavirus. I'm calling another national emergency. Truly an eventful day in Washington. Back to you, Ryan. This is Richard Strokes, signing off. (laughs) Big Strokes, everybody. Love that guy, honestly. He's my favorite newscaster in the world and is totally, definitely, absolutely, for sure, not me just doing a funny newscaster voice. Plus, I like almost believed him. It's like not so outlandish that I could never imagine Trump doing it, but it's just ridiculous enough that it's kind of funny. Only a little funny. I don't know, man. It's hard to tell what that dude sometimes. <laughs> I'm going to have to look it up just to make sure that didn't actually happen. But anyways... I'm just going to really briefly talk about some updates for the coronavirus, but honestly, I'm so sick of this shit. It's like been dominating the news and we're missing so many other events because of it. Plus, you know, my fucking travel plans to go back to Ukraine in June got canceled because now they aren't letting people in or whatever anymore. But in a nutshell, here's what's going on. President Trump called a national emergency the other day, so like $50 billion of money will now be allocated to fighting the coronavirus. FEMA has also been activated. Italy seems to be worse off than almost everywhere else, uh, and China is recovering, or at least that's what they say. There's a big financial crisis happening because all because of all of this. So you know, watch out for that because it's gonna fucking nip everyone's ass. West Virginia is still the only state in America that hasn't reported a confirmed case yet. Uh, most of my salty winches, including myself, live in Texas. So if you're around Austin, all events over 250 people are banned for a little while. And if you don't live in Texas, well, you can go fuck yourself in the nicest way possible. That is. Just kidding. I love you still. All right, that's it. Thanks for listening in today, Salty Winches. It's going to be a good Tuesday. I hope that it's going to be a good Tuesday for y'all. I also hope that y'all are ready for this uh, impending quarantine we have coming up. Don't worry, though. The salt will keep coming to keep you entertained while you're at home. For sure, make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe. We absolutely love that shit. Check out our Instagram if you haven't already. The handle is at the salt underscore podcast if you want a free sticker just hit me up on the instagram with a picture of you holding a sign similar to what we've got on there should say something like i love the salt or listen to the salt or titties out for the salt and then i will tag you i will post it and i will send you a sticker in the mail definitely email me at info.thesaltpodcast at gmail.com if you don't have an instagram and you still want to have a one-on-one chat about which state has the hottest girls spoiler alert fuck california it's texas keep an eye out for my book the title used to be putin is a dickhead but that has for sure changed however it will be out by august on a kindle app near you special thanks again here to the team at the salt y'all sucked this week but y'all are usually pretty badass so you know we'll just pick up the slack next week no worries i really do love y'all though y'all are some of my best friends here on the show and so are you salty winches i love y'all too i had him out this bitch Remember, not just to take your news with a grain of salt, but to take it with the salt. Back to you, salty winches. This is your host, Ryan Chuck Miller, signing off.